Good morning and welcome to another episode of A Couple With Mental Health. I have another guest with me today. and So I hope you've all got your brews, your coffees, your teas and like I always say, if you're not a hot drink fan, why not get a cold one? Lemon with water, you never know. Well, it's, up, it's up to you. So today, um, again, I'd like my guest to introduce themselves. You are? Hi, I'm Ruth and I've got the cafe called Remember Why Not Freshville. And that's in Sheffield, by the way. Um, so tell us a bit more about your cafe and what you do. Uh, we're a memory and conversation cafe. So we are open for everybody. We serve fresh, healthy food. But at the same time, we provide things to help people um, have conversations. That's, that's the bare nails of it. So we've got a memory wall with different photos. Um, of old Sheffield people that have been in and so on. We've got different books for people to look through, games to play. Um, we've got a lovely view across Sheffield, so there's you know people talk about the view. Uh, fiddle objects, so we've got an old ration book, um, old brownie badges, and it is simply just to help people have conversations, particularly if people struggle with the memory. So for example, if people have got dementia, and they're coming in with their daughter, it gives them something to talk about to keep them occupied while they're having their cup of tea. Fair enough. I mean, we're currently sat in the cafe right now and I can honestly say there's some absolutely lovely pictures and you've got it really nicely set up and I think what you're doing really helps the community. I really truly believe that you help the community, not, not just for somewhere them to go, but it does also help with mental health and have that connection with people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, people have described it as a, a home away from home. Oh, that's lovely. Um, someone else has described it as a cafe for the community and loved by the community. People say it's cosy, welcoming, friendly. Um, we've had a lady in that um, she could, did come in with a care worker. <clears throat> She was suffering from anxiety and depression and uh, she really struggled. She had a cup of tea, slice of toast, went home again. And then the week after she came in on her own and I was really surprised. Hello. But she had a cup of tea, like I said, another slice of toast. And it just so happened that I bumped into her care worker that night and said she's been in. And she said, on her own? So I said, yeah. Um, she just came in, had a cup of tea. And she said, I am amazed. She said that is the first time she's been out on her own for 10 years. Oh, that's amazing. Amazing. And the lady herself said, thank God you're here. She said, I've been having um, really bad thoughts, suicidal thoughts at home. I needed to get out. She said, thank God you're here because I wouldn't have had anywhere else to go. Oh, that's fantastic. And See, you having a massive absolutely. effect. So, I mean, I think suggesting that I've helped prevent her from self-harming might be a step too far but we've but given her a different option and it's just amazing to have people in like that it's and it's not a case of spending lots of money or anything like that it she just comes and she just sits for an hour with one cup of tea and just has a chat that's and all that's it, needed it really, sometimes that really helps her it really does and in fact now as part of her care package She's had to make a commitment to something, and the cafe is her commitment within her care package. Yeah, yeah. So we're not just for people with dementia. We're not just a cafe. We are actually part of the community and helping people. Well, that's that's really good. I mean, 
Why did you originally start this cafe? Ooh, cracky. Well, years and years and years ago, I went to a lovely little cafe that served health food, and I thought, I'd love one of these. I can do this. You know how it is when you're in your 20s. Um, and then sort of just kept that at the back of my mind, thinking, oh, I'm never going to be able to do it. And then a couple of years ago, um, I did some postgraduate study into the biology, psychology, sociology of dementia and psychosis and just found that I loved it, particularly the dementia aspect. Um, and I gained a distinction in that. So that, I think that reflects how much I was interested in it. Yeah. Because I think you've got to be interested in something to do well yeah. in it. Um, and luckily, at the same time, our voluntary redundancy came up from the university where I worked. Mm. And so the things kind of hooked in together. Yeah. Also, my nan living with memory loss and seeing my mum take her out and trying to avoid somewhere that's too busy, trying to go somewhere the, where the people won't stare at you, all that kind of rigmarole. And also, if I was taking my nan out, mm. and I've got two kids, particularly when they were younger, I wouldn't want to take them to an Alzheimer's cafe where, while they are open for everybody, you've got to have dementia to go there. Yeah. I, there's no reason to define yourself by... Yeah. I've got dementia, so I'll go to that cafe. So, um, and I wanted somewhere where you could go with or without dementia, abled or not, um, with kids, without kids, you know, no matter what age, background, record, if you appreciate nice food and want to have a chat, then that's what I wanted to provide. Oh, well, it looks <laughs> like you've done a very, very good job oh, of it. Thanks very much. So, all right, well, we're just going to hold up for a minute because we are sat in the cafe, so Rufy's just going to make a brew for uh, the, the people that have just come in, so we'll just hold up for two seconds. Right, we're back now. <laughs> um, so we've talked about why you do it, and, um, and as I say, it's a lovely set piece. It is very cosy and comfortable. Um, so from the mental health aspect of it, um, when it comes to, obviously... Your original idea was for a dementia cafe, but it's reached out into so much more now, and as you say, come part of the community. When it comes to the mental health side of it, how do you feel it's all linked together? Well, I knew I wanted to help people with dementia, but I didn't want it to be just a dementia cafe. I wanted it where everyone can come, so people with dementia are still part of the community, still coming to work normal cafe, whatever normal is. I mean, yeah. I think when people come in, some people will come in with someone that perhaps um, coughs up bits of food or whatever. And in a normal cafe, you might panic and think they're choking. And people will say, that's fine, that's normal. Or someone else will come in and they'll try to pay several times and they'll go, that's fine, that's normal. And I think it's accepting all the different types of normal. Yeah. And the, the idea that there is a normal <coughs> is crackers. <coughs> because for that person, that's normal. It'd be weird. For example, me and you. Yeah. For you, the, what, what you would do is normal. It'd be weird for me to do it. <laughs> and that's the same in any walk of life, with any ability, disability, mm. mental ability or not. So I think 
accepting all the different normals and making the person feel comfortable, it just, you can see it lifts them, it just it literally puts a smile on the face and they feel like they're somewhere safe and it just helps them feel that they can be themselves. Because there is a lot to do with age and mental health. We've seen a rise within mm. mental health um, illnesses within the within the aged, and there is there is a, a topic around the whole. They are very much uh, segregated from everything nowadays. They're very and loneliness is quite a massive thing with, within within the aged community, and there are more there are less places for them to go to, to be able to talk to people. The families move away, we're all very distant from each other. It's not like, obviously, when uh, a few, like 10, 20 years ago, when everybody would go around to the family to make sure everybody was okay, now they're kind of left out. So the idea of mental health within within the age communities is getting worse. So places like this are getting scarce but they're very needed. The, the side of it yeah. that you could that you are providing for it, what's the main aspect of it that you feel that you are providing for it for the age community? Well, I think you're right. Loneliness is, is a massive issue. I mean, I, even after opening the cafe, I was still amazed how big an issue loneliness is. Um, and a lady that came in yesterday described it as a torture. That's how bad it was for her. And she's not the only one by any stretch of the imagination. So as the people are getting older, I'm thinking of actual people that come in. One lady's daughter died, I think about three years ago now. Her husband died a year ago. Her sons live down south somewhere. So she's literally on her own. She hasn't got the family calling around, like you say. And through a friendship circle that we run, she came into the cafe, I arranged for her to meet another lady who doesn't particularly have any mental problems other than she's recently suffered a stroke, lost her confidence going out, was becoming isolated. I put those two together, literally like phoned them up like a blind date, got them to come together and now they meet every Monday afternoon, they have a chat, I've overheard him arranging going away for a weekend. Oh, lovely. And when the first lady started coming in, she was saying, I think I'm going to have to leave Sheffield. I'm going to have to move where my son is. I don't want to, but there's no other option. And now she's got this friend here that, like I said, they're going away for a weekend together. So <clears throat> loneliness is massive. I mean, the, the lady that's anxious, she is you know, worried about self-harming. She's on her own, she's got nobody to talk to. I've, I've had men in saying they're sick of staring at the same four walls. Um, the snag is, this is a real difficulty that I'm, I'm finding. The people that come in are saying, yeah, we're lonely, we need, this is fantastic, we're coming back. But there are clearly hundreds of people out there that are stuck at home, Agreed. isolated, lonely. And there's stuff going on. So, like, we're here. We put activities on each week. Mm. There are lunch clubs. There's um, a group called Out and About. There's different things to do. But it's so difficult telling the isolated people about it. 
Because they're isolated. Because they're isolated. Yes. Agreed. And you can't find them. So our very first singer that we put on, um, we provided free transport. And then I had to cancel the bus because I couldn't get anybody on it. I couldn't find anybody that was isolated or lonely. Because the nature of being isolated and lonely is you're stuck at home. You don't see them out and about. It's almost like a hidden problem. Well, that's the thing. is, it, When it comes to the aged community, they don't have... Um, computers or not necessarily on Facebook yeah. and all that type of contact that the younger generation has and if we're not always good don't get me wrong but some contact on social media is horrible and it gives you all kinds of insecurities it's a whole different problem but they just don't have that contact no and um, sometimes they might walk up to the post office but if you see someone in the post office every day and just have a chat you think oh yeah they're all right they're coming out if they don't, they're not going to walk up to you and say, I'm lonely, because there's a bit of a stigma about oh, it yes, as well. Oh, yes, definitely. And, and, let's face it, it's not just old people. Um, I've been a single mum all my life. A few weekends ago, the kids had, one was on his Xbox, one's off to his girlfriends, and I was sat at home thinking, now what? I've got yeah. no one. And in my mind, everyone was having a barbecue and not inviting me. And I had a bit of a breakdown. Mm. So it doesn't just affect old people either. No, it doesn't. Which, again, which is why the cafe's open for everybody, regardless. It's not just for old people or lonely people or whatever. It's everyone. And you find that people come in and I'll often say, oh, yeah, come on in. Yesterday I did. Oh, come on in to this day. Come and sit at this table. We're just having a chat. And involve them, you don't let them sit at a table on their own, for yeah. example. Or tables will just start talking to each other anyway. And I think food and drinks are a good medium to help conversation. Yeah, I agree. It's a good starter. I mean, it's, it's just so lovely. And I believe, now this is not my particular area, but I believe that when people are happy, they tend to eat more, yeah. which for elderly people, they don't like cooking for one because they're used to cooking for families. It's too much effort. They yeah. don't want to wash up. They can't be bothered. They've not got an appetite because they're not, they're not doing much. They're not yeah. using energy. They're not building an appetite. So they tend to shut down on their eating, which, again, does affect your mental health. It affects all your health. So you find that when they're happy and they're talking, they eat more, which is beneficial. And with a serving fairly healthy food, mm. again, that's helping well, them in a... Without really realising, yeah, in yeah. a way. Yeah. yeah. So you're, you're nourishing them as well as giving them somewhere to yeah. talk. And, because we are social creatures. We are, yeah, yeah. We, are the kind of, we are the only ones that kind of need that conversation, mm. that, that connection with people. Yeah, you do. I mean, there are other species out there that have, but we thrive on it. We yeah, are... We, we can even, if as soon as we are isolated, our mental health is affected straight away. Straight away, straight away, um, I agree, yeah. Especially, like, even if you have been out that day, you've got loads to talk about, but if you've got nobody to talk about it with, you instantly feel it, and it instantly affects your mental mm -hmm. health. Even if you're just watching the news on the telly and you want to make a comment about it, even, you know, even if it's something like, oh, idiot Donald Trump or whatever, <laughs> um, You've got no one to say to. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I, yeah. it, does, it, it does start to play on your mental health. Mm. And I think that you've got, if you've got so much to say and nothing, no one to say it to, even opinions, thoughts yeah, and stuff like that. Thoughts, just, or even, for that weather outside, even that, 
it's, yeah. and oh, it's a, such a slippery downward spiral. As soon as you're on it, it's you so quickly go down, down, yeah. down, and become lonely. Before you know it, you're in tears. And the thing is, it's it's, it's a, always something so simple, like like this cafe. It, you're coming in for a cuppa, but it's been the highlight of your day. Yeah, absolutely. And and yeah. that that one thing, as you say, has helped people just become better within yeah, themselves and yeah. and come out and open up. And I think that's terrific because it is the small things. There are many people, and uh, there's many um, uh, psychologists who it, was, it just takes a small. Negative things are a constant, yeah, but yeah. all it takes is something very, very small something to small. build them back up again. Just, just that, when they come through the door, just that, hiya, remember the name if you can, I'm not the best member in the world, but hiya, such and such, come in, sit down. If it's not very busy, I'll just sit and talk to them. If it is, they can talk to the other people. It's, you literally see the face light up. You literally do. It's that genuineness about it. I, yeah. I, you always. Feel, I always feel when I come here. I've been here several times, and I've helped. Uh, I've, I've known Ruth for a while because helped sort out a charity gig for her beforehand. Um, but every time I've come in, I've always felt welcome. Yeah. And yeah. I could happily bring my children here. I could bring relatives and yeah, all that yeah. lot. It's yeah. it's very open, very welcoming, and the people that you attract because whatever you put out there, you attract. Yeah, and, I guess. And yes, I guess you so. attract the same sort of. Yes, people. you're right. You do. I've not thought about that, but yeah. yes, you're right. Everyone that comes in is always friendly, willing to talk. Occasionally, we'll get people that just want to sit and have a nasty with the friends, but you know, don't we all sometimes? Mm. But again, they they have and they're not they're not talking about other people you can see they're just into each other just having a chat yeah um, so yeah everyone that we get is friendly welcoming no one stares at anyone else um, if they did I'd ask them to leave you know that's, that's how it would be but you're right I think that we've never come across that because we don't attract that type of person perhaps yeah when, when you put something, I've, I've always believed if you put something good out there and, and it's completely genuine and authentic, you get the same back. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. You know, it's a law of attraction, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And I think because you put that good out there, what started out as something small has become quite an integrated part of the community. Yeah, you're right. And with doing so, that you're able to go. That person who might know that elderly person or that person who's been sat on their own for a few days. Oh, well, well I saw him down, like you said, down the post office. Oh, I've heard about this new cafe. Yeah. I want to come down yeah, and have yeah, yeah. And it is that comfortable setting, relaxed setting that they can have that conversation, get that information out that they might have been holding on for a couple of yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. And with that relief, their own mental health, mental well being is just. Completely relaxed. It's like you're offering a hand in to drag them back out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it more. I I truly believe more of these cafes are needed. I think that we evolved so quick to get convenience that we forgot connection. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and there's no rush here. If you want to sit, once you've drunk your tea, you can have a glass of water while you're still talking. There's absolutely no rushing in and out. I mean. 
when I'm certainly when I'm working on my own, there, there is no rush because there's only one of me and I can't, you know, serve everyone at the same time, so you're just going to have to sit and wait. <laughs> so it really is a no-rush kind of cafe. And we've had people in from all over, and people have asked me to open one in Newcastle, one's asked me to open one on the South Coast. Oh my God, let's just get this one working first. Um, and we've even had someone visit from Australia. Really? Yeah. I put... A, a Facebook post on some group, I think it was a school group, mm. he picked it up from there and he came from Australia, he was living somewhere in Derbyshire, but specifically came out to Oh, that's, see, you're spreading the, spreading the news all yeah. the way around, yeah. 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 So, see, so your message is, is definitely getting out getting there, out there. Yeah. and I, I say I do believe that more of these are needed, I think that there is an yeah. obvious rise within mental health mm. issues. Um, between people have been lonely as as well as a, a huge rise within the elderly that, yeah a massive rise within it that these are needed and i i would love to see you spread them across oh, the country yeah, me, too. me too but you know it's so hard like we said earlier trying to find people who need this type of thing trying to tell them about it is the hardest thing and we've been open now coming up for 10 months and we still need to be busier we still need more people through the door everyone that comes loves it they all go away telling other people about it I've even had someone in and I said oh how have you heard about the cafe and they literally turned around and said well everyone's talking about it <laughs> so marvellous so it's because we're not on the beaten track either we're we're in a, a quiet area surrounded by fields and trees it's, we're not an obvious place so it's taking time for the word of mouth to build and to get busy yeah. so once once that's happening and we're helping more and more people then that would be the time to open another venue yeah for example but but yeah it's so hard trying to reach the people to let them know that we're here. The ones that need it the most, the, the hardest to reach. I get the hardest to reach. There's a, a massive gap, so things available, people that need it, that massive divide in the middle. So, you say there's a divide, how are we going to, what's your ideas for closing the gap? I have no idea. Radio Sheffield's been really supportive, and we've had people in when they've heard about us on the radio. Um, I've put leaflets in doctors, post offices, um, chemists, round and about the area. I've pushed leaflets through doors. It's, it's really stuck. Facebook, Facebook. I think because people on Facebook might have a relation or a neighbour, yeah, that might be the way. Um, it's, it's just, that divide is so difficult. And a lady came in yesterday and she ordered, it. she she runs a group called, I think it's Beyond Your Door, and they have transport, entertainment and all the rest. And she had an open day yeah. last week. I think she spent something like £150 on the catering and the room hire and everything. And nobody went. Oh. Not one single person. She oh, said she was heartbroken. Because again, she knows there's people out there. And she said to me, how do you get to people? I said, I don't know. That massive divide in the middle, I just don't know. I think the, the, the main one is word of mouth. Yeah. I think 
And I don't think it's what people think of word of mouth as, oh, I'll tell the family. It's, you see an elderly person, or you see somebody you've seen quite often, what happened to just general conversation with somebody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, or you're talking to a friend, and they might know somebody who they've not seen. Like, I think it's being aware of the fact that there is this issue. I think when, when you bring an issue like this to your forefront, you focus more on it. I totally agree with that because before I opened, um, I was off work for a while and as I was walking to the kids to school, every morning I walked past a man and he was obviously on his way to the shop for a paper. But then when I've seen him a few times, I thought, it's not just walk the quickest route, it's gone right round the blocks to the shop and back again and he said hello to people. And at the time, I just in twig, I just thought, he's gone to get his paper. Yeah. Now I can see that he's not just going to get a paper, that is him getting out the house and saying hello to people. Yeah. By the longest route he can to meet as many people. Doing it every day. And I bet he's one of the really lonely people. But I don't see him now because I'm at work. <laughs> so that, I, I think about him a lot. And I think if ever I do see him, I am going to mention to him. And I think that's all it takes. Yeah. I, I, I truly believe that's all it takes. We, we don't, we don't realise... I think because nowadays we just don't feel like we have the time to pay attention. No, no, I know. And all it would take was just five minutes out to just really stop and look around. And there are, like, my Nana would have loved something like this. Mm-hmm. She was always trying to get out more. She would she would literally take the longest. She knew everybody yeah. in my hometown, but she would take the longest. longest. And you could guarantee yeah. she would speak to somebody. Yeah. Uh, but luckily enough, I ne- I rang her nearly every every other day so yeah. that she had somebody to talk to because I didn't want her to feel that loneliness. Mm. She had family around the corner, but you know, they have things to do yeah. with yeah, yeah. lives to run. She and the it main is one is they don't want to be a bother. No, they don't. You're right. They don't yeah. want to be a bother. Now this is a main one for loneliness. I found for and mental health issues in general is. Don't want to be a bother or a burden. Exactly. No, they don't. You're right, and they don't want pity or anything else like that. They just want friends. And I think it's it telling them you're no bother. I think that would be a good opener of mm. not obviously just run up and go you're no bother, but, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. reassuring, reassuring them that you are not a bother you are yeah, yeah. not a burden yeah yeah you you don't it doesn't have to be so much of a so so much of a stigma around going you know what i could do with a bit of a chat yeah 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 or i've been feeling really low i could do with somebody to just offload mm-hmm. onto and not just go to the doctors and feel like you're being rushed out the door mm. because obviously the older you get even in your 30s i speak for that one you need do need to visit the doctors more and i know that some people that's the only conversation yeah, yeah. that they have yeah, yeah. and i think saying hello to people and not feeling funny about it yeah you yeah, know that yeah. that conversation of just general how are you i mean People say nowadays, like, you just go, oh, how are you? And they're like, all right. All right. They don't mean anything, does no. it? It's a different way of saying hello. Or people have gone from saying fine to not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. bad. I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of that myself sometimes if I see my neighbour and I'm like, you're right, not bad. I, you, and off you pop. Yeah, yeah. 
but within doing a lot towards mental health, I've now started to pay attention if I don't see them in a while. Yeah. Like, how are they doing and managing and I've not heard that my neighbours moving about and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. do start paying attention, but it's... You have to have it brought to your attention to give it that awareness. Yeah, yeah. And it's like... The more awareness you have, the more awareness you have around going Absolutely. around you. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the way to close the gap. Mm-hmm. I think to get out of segregating people, you have to break that barrier yeah. of mm-hmm. it's okay to connect with people you don't know. Well, I was just about, as you were saying, I was just about to say, I almost find it easier with people I don't know to say, Hey, you're right. Yeah, I've, I've heard about this cafe. You know, you can see popping in, or or even how are you feeling? Are you off to the shop? Yeah, I almost find it easier with people I don't know. I was just thinking with my neighbours. I feel a bit funny walking up to neighbours because they know who I am, and and I just feel a bit weird saying, "Oh, I'm your neighbour. Um, just checking you're alright," kind of thing. Whereas if it's just some random person on the street. Which, which is waiting to cross, say if you stood next to someone waiting to cross the road and you just go, yeah, you're right. Which, which is odd because yeah. you think about it like like 30 years know, ago, yeah. you'd be like yeah. going around to your neighbours, leaving your door yeah. unlocked, it wouldn't be a problem. I mean, no, no. I, I was told many stories of neighbours just coming oh, yeah. in and out yeah. and that sense of community has drifted off Yeah, and I think that's what has push mental health issues further and further up because there is that no sense of oh I've got this person that person or I know her two doors down like I'm going to have a natural cup of tea to be fair you don't even have to tell people stuff you just have a bit of it let's say a bit natter about the weather and stuff like that and it's that we do need that connection and not just through technology which is obviously ironic because we're talking on a podcast but we do need that connection and i think places like this brings back that community connection that that safe haven for for many people to go to just not be in a rush to take the time to breathe to get out and sometimes it, it is an effort just to get out the house but if you know when you're going out somewhere to just sit you're not having to barge past people you're not having to you know and like you say some people especially elderly don't want to cook for one no they can come somewhere no. like it and get but may i say some lovely home cooked food it's absolutely lovely um and it is and you do keep a good balance so you don't have to worry about whether or not they get in the right note they don't have to worry about it yeah yeah so there is that there is that everything is on a nice balance and covered and i think because of how the cafe is because i've, I've become part of this community they don't feel a burden coming either they don't think oh god you know i've got to go she's got to serve me they feel like they're doing me a favor by coming <coughs> it's giving them a bit of a sense of purpose <laughs> so they're helping me out by coming to my cafe so i think i'm in a bit of a privileged position by having something where they feel they can help. (coughs) I mean, we have one lady in with um, dementia and her job at home is to wash up. So when she's here, she always takes the pots in the kitchen, she washes them up, and we just let her. Just, yeah, that's lovely, thanks. Just put it on there, yeah. And uh, it's lovely. And people have seen, kind of, they've given it a second look and thought, 
Du vet vad Sean Paul är. Och så säger jag, it's fine. By the way, let's watch Pals. It's fine. Um, and then they just accept that that's how it is. I think that's a, that's a massive thing as well. To know that it's not weird. There's no such thing as weird or wrong. It's just no, different. It's, it's just different. That's her normal. She yeah. washes the pots. So therefore, she will be normal in her cafe, which means washing the pots. I, I have been I've, I've been pushing this one. There's no such thing as wrong, just different. Mm-hmm. And I think... Places like this do allow difference. We celebrate differences, yeah. definitely. definitely. And may, maybe one day difference will be the end. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perhaps so, yeah. <laughs> that, would, that would be nice to see. So uh, what's your final thoughts for mental health and what you're doing? Um, I like the fact that more people are talking about it now, definitely. I think... We do need to work on this divide of getting in touch with isolated people. One thing we are doing actually is the Burley Ward counsellors are really, really proactive, they're really good. And me and several other groups in the Burley Ward have been meeting together and we're getting a leaflet together. Okay. So we've only got a draft of it at the moment, so I will be in it, the library, the sports and social club, um, some churches, coffee mornings, community centres, all the different things will be in this leaflet. Yeah. And then us as a group, the people that are in it, will be going door to door posting it through 8,000 houses, however many is in wow. the world. That's a mission. So that will be coming right through the door to the people that need it. Yeah. So maybe that will be a good way, but I think we're doing that in July, we're posting that's from July. So we might be able to get a sense of whether that has worked. Mm. But it's a very eye-catching leaflet, easy to understand. It's something that opens up, you can you know, put up on your wall or whatever. Um, so that might be a way, posting directly through the door. But I think working on this divide of reaching and finding the isolated people, whether it be through that, whether it be through people, as you were saying, just being more aware of the neighbours, whether it's me taking more notice of the man walking down the road. There's got to be a way to find these people. I think that's the key, is finding these people and letting them know what's going on and encouraging them to do it. because. I'm sure we've all been there, you're stuck in your jammers, you've not washed your hair and you can't be bothered and so you don't want to go out and so you've not been out so then you can't be bothered the next day and then you're on that spiral again going down. So I've had people come and say, you know, it's, it's just been nice to have a purpose to go out. Have a reason to get dressed. Have a reason to get dressed, that's exactly what they said. Have a reason to get dressed. Um, so yeah, so I think that's key, working on that divide. Like really key. Kind of well, I think you're uh, already doing a terrific job at that. Thank you. And I think that I will quite happily spread the word. I have yeah, been spreading you. the yeah, word. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I hope to see more of these around the country. You never know. You might be international. You never know. But uh, thank you for being no, on the podcast. Talking about it. I think it needs to be talked about. Thank you. And uh, good day, good brew. If you like this episode and want to listen to more, I have over 60 episodes of A Cuppa With and they go from me talking on my own about subjects and stories of my life to others 
and some people I've spoken to have incredible, incredible stories and that's what it's all about, talking about people's stories over a cup of tea and having those open conversations. So like I say, if you like, share, subscribe, rate, that's all appreciated and thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this.